1948 begin the last generation before the second coming of Jesus? Will the rapture happen this year? Does the Bible say the world government will attack Israel? All of this and more today on End Time. Welcome to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're taking your calls. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Israel turns 75. Will the rapture happen this year? That's what we're talking about today. Before we do, I'm so excited to tell you that now available for pre-order is Understanding the End Time. This 14-part series explains the prophecies of the Bible in a way that anyone can understand it, even you. Go to endtime.com slash ABC, kind of like the alphabet, the ABCs of Bible prophecy, endtime.com slash ABC, or call 800-END-TIME to pre-order today. If you do that, we are going to give you $350 in bonus content. There are three pre-order options for you. You can get the DVD series, you can get the book, or you can get the DVD and the book. So when you pre-order, we're gonna throw in a bunch of bonus items, including a group VIP video call with Dave Robbins. Pre-order today and be one of the first ones to receive our brand new foundational series when it ships in June. So you'll become a VIP then for that call. Go to endtime.com ABC or call 800-END-TIME today. Again, we're taking your calls, 877, the number to join us, 877-363-8463. Doug, did 1948 begin the last generation before the second coming of Jesus? Well, there's a lot of people that believe that, Vince. And that is a, that's a teaching that's out there, that, that the birth of Israel uh, started the generation that shall not pass. Mm. Uh, and, you know, we'll get into the, the prophetic uh, event of Israel being born, uh, being born in 1948, but also that prophecy that Jesus talks about in Matthew 24, we're going to get into that today in the program because um, there's a misunderstanding about everything Jesus was talking about there, uh, but we'll try to break it down and help everybody understand. But it is exciting, Vince, that uh, Israel is turning 75 here on May 14th this year and that we're going to be there just a couple days after that. Don't so, say we're. Well, I don't get to in, go in time in a group of folks and that you. Are going with us. I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying. I know. Me and saying. Dave are going to be there. <laughs> doing the Breakfast Club every morning. Yeah, hopefully that works out. Yeah, that's um, the plan. So, so people believe, I guess, because Israel um, became a nation again, mm -hmm. that that was the beginning of this last generation, and that Jesus is going to return some point at the end of a generation. Yeah. I know we'll get into that a little bit more lately, but could that mean, I guess that means the rapture is going to happen, right? Like for Jesus to come back and this, this to occur, the rapture is going to happen. Well, I'll say this much. The birth of Israel, it did start a prophetic wheel turning for sure. It got us to the point where, I mean, before the birth of Israel, there's a lot of things that couldn't come to pass. And so, you know, I've had conversations with people before that said, oh, you know, I heard that Adolf Hitler was the Antichrist, and I've been hearing this all my life. And I told the person, I said, well, you realize why Adolf Hitler couldn't have been the Antichrist, don't you? And they said, why? And I said, because there was no nation of Israel at that point. 
he was killing the Jews and trying to destroy them. And as a matter of fact, he killed like almost two thirds of the Jewish people. But there was no Jewish nation yet. It hasn't been reborn. So the prophecy of Ezekiel 37 hadn't been fulfilled. And so that person then looked at me and said, never thought of it like that. So but that, what about Rome? So Israel was a nation and Rome came in and destroyed it. And some of that looks like what the Bible says is coming. Right. Or maybe but, it already happened and, and Rome And there's people that. that believe that too. There, there is a, it's a preterist view that all these things have already been fulfilled. But the Bible says that the people of Israel would be scattered and that they would be brought back. And once they were brought back, they'd never be scattered again. We'll look at some of those scriptures because I've got them in, in the study today as we go through this. But we also have a couple of articles because there's a lot of people like me who are excited about this. There's a lot of Christians that are going to be celebrating with Israel and they're excited about it because we as Christians, we, we know that the Israeli people are important to us. Mm -hmm. uh, the Bible tells us he who blesses Israel will be blessed, but he who curses Israel will be cursed. Uh, but also, you know, one of the things that Pastor Baxter used to say is that uh, he loves Israel so much because Israel gave him not only all of his heroes from the Bible stories as he was reading when he was a kid, but they gave us our Messiah. They gave us Jesus Christ who came and died for our sins. And so, um, you know, this is our love for the, the Israeli people, for the Jewish people. And so uh, with this big turn of events, like we were talking about before, they turned 75. Well, there's scripture, we're going to look at that too to see uh, what the word tells us about a generation of men and how that ties into the, the popular belief that Israel is the generation. The people who saw the birth of Israel shall not pass. That generation will not pass until the coming of the Lord. So we'll break that down and we'll see if that's true biblically or if there's other things we need to be looking for. All right, we have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Give us a call and let us know what you think about this. Doug, is the rapture going to happen this year? No, the rapture is not going to happen this year. You say that with such confidence <laughs> and boldness. I know, right? It's almost as if I have scripture to back that up. I thought the rapture could happen at any second. Okay, I didn't think that, but people right. think that. <laughs> that it could happen at any second, perhaps even before the end of this show. Yeah, that's Just what poof, some people and believe. We disappear. I've seen videos on social media where someone's talking about the rapture, yeah. and then they say the rapture could happen at any moment, and before they get that last word out, they disappear. They edited the video to make it like yeah, that. Yeah, I've seen that same video. Yeah, and so could that be? No, that can't be. Even so. though we're kind of at the end of this generation. Yeah, even, even so, there are specific things that need to take place before that happens, and so... Um, you know, we're going to look at that. We're also going to look at Ezekiel 37, what we were talking about a while ago, just a little bit of it, just to kind of give people an idea of why we believe that prophecy of the dry bones is actually the rebirth of Israel. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty exciting, Vince. Well, I know, and, and if you get as excited as you were on Thursday, I don't know if we'll be able to contain you. Man, I mean. If you haven't watched uh, the last <laughs> show on Thursday that Doug and I did, we had a special guest with us. Her name is Nicole Sy. She's with the new, uh, the new Federa federation. What is it? The new China. I'm messing it all up now. Yeah, I, I know the acronym, but I'm messing it up. Um, go watch the show. Um, we talk about how the CCP has infiltrated America, and Nicole is an expert on this topic. And boy, did she reveal a lot of information that a lot of people didn't know. And there's documentation, even court records, to back what she's saying. So go check that out. Yeah. 
the new so, federal state. And Doug, of China new federal state of China. Yeah, once once I get that second word wrong, I, I messed the rest yeah. up. Um, Doug, you were so passionate about that, and so was Nicole. Mm -hmm. And I think you're even more passionate about today's topic than you were that. Well, could be. I mean, I'm I'm getting more and more passionate. I don't know. It's something about the Lord just telling everyone us to be love it. A little everyone bit more it. bold. You yeah. Know? So here we are. I like <laughs> it. I like bold, Doug. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we have open lines again at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Will the rapture happen this year? What else is happening with Israel? We'll talk about it on the other side of the break. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time understand how you fit in and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com slash future or call 800 intime. That's 800-363-8463. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Israel is turning 75. And does that mean that this is the year of the rapture? We're going to dive off into that today. We'll be taking your calls before we do. Pause what you're doing. Hit the share button. Hit the heart icon. Comment. In fact... We should be praying for Jerusalem. We should be praying for Israel. So if you'll agree to join with us in praying for Israel and all the people that are there, why don't you just comment right now, Israel. That's all you have to put, nothing else. Just type the word Israel and let everybody know that's watching in the chat that you're joining with us in praying for that nation. All right, Doug, where do we begin? Well, I mean, I talked about before Ezekiel 37. We don't have to read the exact scripture there because the whole chapter is kind of about the rebirth of Israel but um, you know Ezekiel 
is the Lord tells Ezekiel to prophesy over this field of dry bones he sees. He begins to prophesy and uh, the bones become lively again. They get the, the muscle and then the flesh. And so the whole thing, if you read Ezekiel 37, we believe that that's actually talking about the rebirth of Israel and what um, Ezekiel could have seen there in that vision was actually the Holocaust. He was seeing all the dead bodies there and uh, you know they weren't a nation at that time but they were a persecuted people at that time and uh, that he was seeing what God was prophesying about bringing them back and uh, just um, three years after the Holocaust Israel declared uh, their independence and became a nation again. And now what about the part where 1967 when they obtained control over Jerusalem again, why wouldn't it be that time since they didn't have all of Israel? Because the world had not recognized them. And remember what happened the day after they declared their independence. Uh, there was a major war and they were surrounded by their enemies. And by the hand of God, just a miraculous thing that happened there, uh, this small little country of Israel defeated their enemies. And I mean, defeated them in a way that you nobody could deny that God's hand wasn't on Israel because it, it looked like they were going to be destroyed because they were surrounded on all sides. Mm. And I can remember, um, I, I loved history in school, and I can remember watching the old, uh, you know, 16-millimeter films, you know, <laughs> that clicked. And when they brought them in the classroom, the, cl the class was so excited because we didn't have to do a study. We actually got to watch a movie. And I can remember footage of them talking about uh, the miracles that took place, like people were saying in these videos that uh, these tanks, these Israeli tanks were going up the side of mountains that they shouldn't have been able to climb up and boom, they were right there on top of these troops and you know, people just started surrendering and everything and running for their lives and just miraculous things happened. But there was also miraculous things that happened in that six day war too. And they did take more uh, territory, but Every time that Israel has needed to, God has supplied a way for them to do it. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, there's a lot of history out there to go and, and study and listen to all that. But that 1967 war was crucial for Israel because they did take the Temple Mount back. And, uh, and ever since then, they've been in control of the Temple Mount. But you, know, you know, Doug, we dive off into this topic in our new Understand the End Time series yes. in detail. Um, and so I want to make sure everyone knows that you can pre-order that now if you go to endtime.com slash ABC. But in addition to that, we are streaming the uh, Understand the End Time series on End Time Plus. It's releasing weekly. The second episode just came out this past Sunday. So I know the graphic says to go to endtime.com slash ABC. That's for the pre-order. But if you want to watch those episodes that are being released on End Time Plus, go to endtime.com slash new and you will see the two latest episodes of Understanding the End Time there. They will release every Sunday until they're all out. There's 14 different episodes, so it'll be a few months from now before all of them are out on End Time Plus. But we dive off into this very subject of Israel being reborn, but also what's Israel's destiny from here and we discussed that for a couple of hours in that series. Today we're not going to be able to go into that uh, to those depths, but we are talking about it here. Doug, you're on Ezekiel 37 before I interrupted you about 1967. I think that's probably important to note because I don't, I mean, why wouldn't we start with the generation uh, if we're tracking the generation portion with yeah. 1967? So thanks for covering that. Yeah, so, and so it's a significant thing that happened, but the birth of Israel actually happened on May 14th in uh, 1948. 
So uh, as that happened, uh, just hours after that, our president declared that he supported this and that we stood with Israel. And uh, although we weren't there for that war that happens the very next day, uh, but um, it was just some miraculous things. You should go back and look at some history. We talk about it, like you said, in those videos, so you'll get some good history in those videos. But this Ezekiel 37, uh, if you go and you read that, I know that we probably have some new listeners that have come on lately. They may not understand why we believe that. But that's why the Lord told Ezekiel to prophesy over those bones and he watched those bones come back to life and we believe that was the birth of Israel. Um, so that's why that's significant. God gives this uh, prophecy that this was going to happen and then in 1948 this happens. May 14th. Right. Twelve days from now will be the anniversary. Yeah, and we'll be there on the 17th. In time, we'll be there <laughs> on the 17th. And, and so it's pretty exciting. We, uh, we've been there in the past where they've had the celebrations for this stuff. So there's all kinds of neat things that are going on. Well, this is a big one. So yeah, I'm this sure is a they'll be one. celebrating the whole month there. Yeah, and uh, there's always a, a lot of uh, really cool things to see when you're there. So the people that are going on tour with us are going to love it. But the really cool thing about this is we see uh, like two different things that are going on here. I got two different articles today I wanted to share and the first one comes from All Israel News, talking about Christians joining in this celebration with Israel for the 75th anniversary. And remember, just a month or so ago, we were talking about how some people within the Knesset were trying to make it illegal to even speak the name of Jesus mm -hmm. in Israel or to proselytize or do anything. Now, we don't go over and proselytize folks. We don't go over and you know, walk up to people and begin to witness to people, but they know who we are, they know who we love, and we have a college there. So right. uh, I, we, we get our point across in, in more ways than one, but uh, remember Netanyahu said that they would never outlaw the name of Jesus in Israel as long as he was prime minister. And uh, of course, the Israeli people, uh, they know that a lot of money that they receive for their country, it comes from the Christian uh, people that are traveling over there mm -hmm. and it's it's become really like um, you know what uh, I think Solomon said that it needed to be a, a place of prayer for all nations and and it's been like that for quite a while now since they took control of the Temple Mount again other people have been able to go up on the Temple Mount other than Muslims now you can't pray up there and things like that but it's become that type of environment now Doug you and I both stood on the Temple Mount mm-hmm right where they believe the the temple was roughly right in fact the dome of the spirits is there where they believe the holy of holies was mm -hmm. i stood there leaned on it i think i even walked in there i, I don't remember there being uh you probably did walk in anything there. restricting you from walking in it's just a small little yeah like canopy a type yeah type gazebo yeah. yeah and so i walked in there and um to be honest yeah I prayed while I was on there, <laughs> oh, and they told man. us you weren't allowed to, but yeah. I just couldn't help myself. I just wanted to pray up there, knowing the history, yeah. uh, knowing what I believe, what the Bible says, all those things, and I'm going, okay, I'm standing here where a whole lot of what forms my worldview and my faith mm -hmm. has occurred right That's here in this area. Yeah. I can't help but stop and give thanks to God and to praise Him for a little bit. Yeah, and. Uh, there were, you know, there there are people there who who watch and make sure that you're right. not praying. So you've got to do it in a way <laughs> that won't get you kicked out yeah. if you want to do it, 
or you can do it in a way that gets you kicked out, but that's not what I was about. But you so. can get kicked out. Very sure. easily, yeah. yeah. So um, so I, the Muslim law are over that, and they, they watch everybody like a hawk. As a matter of fact, they got onto our guide because our guide was telling us the history of Israel there and telling us where the temple was and all these things, and this... A uh, Muslim person from the WAF came up and started arguing with our guide at that point, mm. and it it concerned me a little bit. But uh, anyway, he calmed down the situation, then turned around and said, "See, you can't even say things very loud up here without <laughs> getting somebody upset." So uh, anyway, you yeah, you have to be respectful, and and it's funny, Vince, because or not funny, but it's not a coincidence either that this is included in uh, Trump's uh, Abraham Accord. When he wrote those up, he said that the Temple Mount should be a place where all faiths can respectfully come and worship. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it's very interesting that that kind of statement's in there from an American president, too. Well, especially when you consider that four of the five things that the Bible tells us will happen with that peace treaty right. that signify the beginning of the final seven years, Yeah, four of the five were mentioned specifically and the fifth one, which was the Temple Mount, was not mentioned, or the right. Temple, rather, being built on the Temple Mount, was yeah. not mentioned. But that clause that you just stated pretty much says the Jews would be able to build their Temple Mount. Yeah. So it's quite interesting how close that agreement was. Very close. And yeah. I can guarantee you that <laughs> President Trump or Jared or whoever else was involved in that, they weren't right. studying the scriptures to see how they should write this peace treaty. So it is certainly... Um, divine what what now obviously that did not get signed right so we do not believe the final seven years have begun at this point right but um it's it is divine that they would write such a uh, a treaty that would be so in alignment with what the bible says is coming yeah it's it's priming the pump for what is ahead yeah and we like to say precursors here right so it's yeah, like we a do, precursor we do of what's say coming that quite often <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it really is, and I mean, I guess the um, the other significance about what it means to us as Christians is just that relationship that we have with the Jewish people, and we love the Jewish people because we know that they worship the God of of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I mean, they just don't recognize Christ as their Messiah, mm -hmm. uh, and so um, you know, I mean, that that's the only thing that separates us is that we know Jesus is our Lord and Savior. They don't understand that yet. The Bible tells us that at some yet. point, yet, the Bible tells us at some point they will mm -hmm. understand that, and so anyway, it's very interesting. Uh, if you want to check that article out, um, it's, it's there for the reading. I just put some snippets in there and just put a little bit of the history really is what I was putting and it's what we've already talked about. So uh, we don't really have to talk about that other than one thing in there that I did want to mention is that uh, the United States believers, it says everywhere, they're there to offer the, a different story than mainstream media typically mm -hmm. paints about the nation of Israel. And that's true because as I was looking uh, at the material today to put together, there were several stories from mainstream media that talked about the turmoil that's going on in Israel mm -hmm. right now instead of the good uh, that's coming from uh, their 75th anniversary and, and what they give back to the nations of the world. Because with this Abrahamic Accord uh, peace treaty that's out there with the Arab nations that they've already made there, Vince, uh, we're seeing that it's opening up trade. It's opening up uh, the possibility for Israel to share uh, medical 
experience with some of those Arab nations that they've never been able to help before, uh, medicines, technology, all kinds of things, and then the tourism as well. And so it's really cool because I read a story today that some Israeli archaeologists for the first time are being allowed into an Arab-controlled area to do some archaeology, and they've never had that opportunity before mm. be just because they're Jews. Yeah. But now because of the Abraham Accord, it's opening up and they're able to go into these other places. So pretty cool. Um, I did want to talk about the promises that God made and how we see those fulfilled in the fact that Israel has become a nation. Well, I think you're going to go to Genesis 15 there, but before you do, I just want to remind you, uh, comment Israel if you're going to agree with us in prayer for this nation and, of course, our tour coming up. So comment Israel. You don't have to type anything else. Just go to the chat and type in Israel. All right, Derek, uh, Doug. Yeah. And Genesis we definitely 15. appreciate the prayers. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so Genesis 15, 18, we talk about this and all the time, Vince, because this ties into what we believe in Daniel 9, 27, uh, that the Antichrist will make a covenant with many. We believe this is that covenant, Israel's right to the land there in Israel. And so uh, Genesis 15, 18 says, In the same day the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying, Unto thy seed have I given this land from the river of Egypt until the great river, the river Euphrates. That's the promise that he made with um, Abraham, and that's what we believe is so significant about those peace treaties being called the Abraham Accords. We were like, oh my goodness, look at what they've named it. Mm -hmm. They've named it the Abraham Accords. Well, and it mentions the Euphrates River, mm -hmm. which of course is significant for the Garden of Eden, but also there's a, a war that's coming. Absolutely. The Sixth Trumpet War mm -hmm. that talks about the Euphrates River, and yeah. so... Obviously, that's a, a, a prime river in the Middle East. Absolutely. So it would be mentioned regularly, but just interesting all the different connections that it has to these prophecies that are on the way. Yeah. Or have and, already occurred. And the really cool thing about it too, Vince, is there are things that normally we don't talk about, but we'll talk about them today because this is what we know about the land. But Ezekiel eleven seventeen, you want to read that one for us? Yeah, uh, therefore say, Thus saith the Lord God, I will even gather you from the people and assemble you out of the countries where ye have been scattered, and I will give you the land of Israel. So once again, we have confirmation that God gave Israel this land, and they had been scattered, and He's brought them back. And so even though they existed in the previous time, and like you mentioned before, 70 AD, when Rome conquered Israel and the people were kind of scattered, God makes a promise that He's going to bring them back and give them the very land that He promised Abraham. And then uh, God promised that they'd never be pulled out of their land again. This is in Amos 9. You want to read that one? Yeah, verse 15, And I will plant them upon their land, and they shall no more be pulled up out of their land, which I have given them, saith the Lord thy God. And so we know this to be true because of Scripture and what, what uh, Zechariah tells us. We know that God's going to hold to His promise and that they're going to control Jerusalem all the way up to the Battle of Armageddon. But not everyone's celebrating this 75-year anniversary, Doug. We'll get into that more on the other side of the break. I'll give you a hint. It's the world government. So we'll get into that. We are taking your calls, 877 N times the number to join us, 877-363-8463. We'll be right back. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, part two. 
The late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online with End Time Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. Welcome back to End Time. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're taking your calls. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We have some open lines there, so give us a call and get on the show. I do want to highlight again, endtime.com slash ABC is the URL to go to to pre-order Understanding the End Time. Now, I'm excited about this particular release because for the first time ever, Understanding the End Time is available in a book form. So some of you want to watch it in a video, some of you want to read it. So we've redone all these lessons in a book form. It's going to be an awesome book that you can sit down and read. I, I would imagine you're going to start reading and not be able to put it down. Nonetheless, that book is available for pre-order as well. Guess what? It's available for a donation of any amount. So whatever the Lord lays on your heart, go to endtime.com ABC, select the book option there and donate whatever amount the Lord tells you to do. Some people have done $10, some people have done $500. It's whatever you're led to do. When you do that, you will become one of the VIPs that get to participate in the VIP video call with Dave Robbins later on when we schedule it. So go to endtime.com ABC. The book ships in June. You can pre-order it beginning right now. So go do that today. All right, Doug, we're ready to get to the phones now. Mike is watching in New York. Mike, welcome to the End Time Show. Hey guys, I just had a couple questions came up um, now while, while I heard you speaking. You say that the Jews are, you know, they worship the one true God, but, but that's just not true. That's just, I mean, God is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and, and they, they teach an absolute hatred of Jesus Christ in the Talmud. Uh, isn't that true? Well, what we said was that they worship the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They don't recognize yeah, Jesus yeah, as their of, Messiah. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and, and Jacob was also the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. He is from the beginning. Right. We know that Jesus I mean, is and, and God in the flesh. We understand what, we're, what I'm saying is we, we're not saying that they worship Jesus like we do. We say that they, they are worshiping God the best way that they know how until they get the revelation of who Jesus Christ is. I mean, even, even are, John are had the revelation with, of it. But are you familiar with that, that passage in their Talmud that says Jesus is boiling in excrement? 
I mean, that, that's just, I, I just don't, I have very little respect for somebody that, that would conjure up, they, they conjure up some spirit and the uh, Olnikus raises the spirit of, of Yeshu by necromancy and, and he's, he responds to them that he's emboiling an excrement for all of eternity. That's just horrible that they would, I, I, that, that gives me a, a huge problem. To me, when in St. John's Gospel, when he says, and he came to his own and his own received him not, it seems to me that's a, a clear dividing line now that the true believers, the root, or Israel, the Jews, the, the true Jews are now the, the Christians. They're, they're the ones that believe in Jesus. And I do understand at the end of time that the Jews are supposed to convert, but, but for, for this point, I have very little respect for somebody that, that is, is, is writes such evil things about Jesus. Well, do, have you ever read Romans 11 and what Paul talks about there with the Jews? Yeah. And so I mean, I, I do, I do understand that, but I, I just understand that, there, that Paul was a Jew, and, and you know, and and, and all the apostles. Mm -hmm. So there was a selection and a, a group of Jews that that embraced the truth. And then right, there was but a they that rejected it and went on to, to create these horrible lies. But they never turned away from the Jews. They they would go to the synagogues on on Saturdays and they would have church on Sunday. We see that in the book of Acts. So they still had yeah, the word for the Jews. We still want the Jews to be saved. We still want as many of them that can convert to convert. Absolutely. Absolutely, but I, I just, I just am very put off with, you know, even even what the uh, alleged Catholics are, you know, they they've come to embrace all these faiths and say you you don't have to come to believe in that Jesus was the Messiah to to save your soul. Of course you do. You if you know that, that this this whole false Catholic religion that that I know you said that the in the apocalypse it, it shows that the you know the the, the religion mentioned there is the Catholic faith, and, and I do disagree with you in, in part, because in the 60s, there was a, a something called Vatican II, and it started a whole new false Catholic faith. It ca called something called the New Order. It's almost like the New World Order. They call literally call their 1960s Catholic Mass the New Order of the Mass. And it is not Catholic in any way, shape, or form. It does not embrace that Jesus is the only the way, the truth, and the life. They they all they they somehow claim that all uh, religions are a path to. Well, what what we say heaven. about and, and Revelation 18, Mike, is that it is the Vatican and Rome, and and that yes. is what it's talking about in Revelation 17 and 18. But we appreciate your call today, Mike. Thanks for calling in. We've given you a well, lot was, of time. Was, We're gonna, one other, one other. If I could or no, make it make it quick, Mike. We've got other calls we need to get well, to. Well, just just when it says fallen, fallen, Babylon has fallen. I, I guess that's telling the reader that so Babylon definitely the the Catholic Church is saying that it's fallen implies that prior to that it was upright, was the true faith. So so that's just to me that says yes, it indeed has fallen. They've become absolutely quite visibly the habitation of, of whores and devils and yeah. everything right now. I mean, Well, Revelation 18 also says that her candle shines no more and the, and the voice of the bride and the voice of the bridegroom will not be found in her. 
So you're right. Yeah, they're they're going to be falling. You say that because yes, the 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 candle in the uh, the mass prior to the 19 uh, the Vatican II to the New Order mass, there was always a sanctuary candle in a Catholic church, and nine tenths of the Catholic churches now they they've eliminated the sanctuary candle. Yeah. And they've eliminated the, the bones of the saints that used to be in all their altars. They used to have literally, they would pray the Mass over bones of saints on the altar, and, and they've destroyed all their altars and thrown out all their, their sacred objects in their, in their churches. Most of them are stripped and barren now, and it's, it's very interesting that that prophecy has definitely been fulfilled. All it's right, Mike, thank you for I, your I perspective. A, we appreciate your call very much. God bless you. Let's go to Heather in Oklahoma. Heather, welcome to the End Time Show. Hello, guys. Hi, Heather. I have a question, and first of all, I want to let y'all know it's no argument or anything else. Where do you guys get the scriptures that um, that we have not started the final seven years yet? Because there's only a few things left to fulfill right. the Bible. So Daniel 9.27 is that scripture that we understand that that is the final seven years. When we see that confirmation of the covenant by the Antichrist, where we see a peace agreement happen in Israel, we see that they are able to build their third temple, that sacrifices are going to start up again, because we see in the middle of that final seven years that uh, the Antichrist stops the animal sacrifices and he sets up the abomination of desolation. That event right there, Jesus said, starts the Great Tribulation in Matthew 24, 15 through 21. He says, when you see that, you're going to know that those who are in Judea need to flee to the mountains and not go to their home or take anything with them. Just get out of there as fast as they can. And then it says, and then you shall see Great Tribulation such as was never before and shall never be again. So we're looking for that event, that peace agreement that will cause a two-state solution uh, with the Palestinians and Israel, the Palestinians get the West Bank territory, uh, that Israel will, uh, the Temple Mount will become under a sharing arrangement, and we get that based on Revelation 11, 1 and 2. They'll be able to build their temple, they'll be able to start animal sacrifices again, and that'll be placed under the authority of like a UN or a world government type of authority uh, over the Temple Mount. And so these are things that have not yet taken place. They're getting close, but they haven't got there yet, Heather. Okay, well, I appreciate y'all so much. I've been watching y'all since Brother Baxter, you know, was, was alive. So mm. I'll continue watching y'all, and God bless y'all. Thanks, well, thank Heather. you, Heather. God bless Bye -bye. you. Bye-bye. All right, we're getting back to the phones in Indiana. Autumn is watching. Autumn, welcome to the End Time Show. Hi. Hi. Um, I just wanted to um, comment because I was kind of listening and um, with Mike, I heard, you know, talking about there being some division with like the Catholic Church and the Jewish people. So um, what I wanted to say was that there's like a spirit of religion on churches and it's not just with the Catholic Church and you know, it's with different churches, and, you know, even whenever Jesus came, Nicodemus, he didn't recognize that he was the Messiah. Just to kind of clear that up a little bit. All right. Thank you for your call, Autumn. Doug, any response? Well, no, I mean, the thing is, is, you know, going back to um, Mike's call, 
is, you know, like I said, the, the one thing I don't want people to confuse, and that's where I felt like Mike was getting confused, is that we're saying that they uh, worship along with us. They worship God the way they know how to worship God. They don't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. We know who Jesus is. We realize that Christians, uh, you know, understand that Jesus is God wrapped in uh, flesh. You know, like 1 Timothy 3.16 tells us the mystery of godliness. And, uh, and we understand who Jesus Christ is. The Jews don't have that understanding, but that doesn't uh, make them... Uh, you know, a, a people that are evil. God loves them too, and we need to help them be saved. You know, the Bible says that uh, in, in Romans 11, it says that they are our enemies as opposed to the gospel, but that they still have the promise of God on them. And at the end, what does he tell us in Romans 11? That all of Israel shall be saved. And so he tells us that Israel is going to be saved. Now, all of Israel is not going to make the rapture. We know that. Uh, but a lot of them are going to survive that uh, battle of Armageddon that will live into the millennial reign. And, um, you know, God loves the, the Jewish people, and we love the Jewish people. Uh, we love everybody. We, we love Muslims, even though they don't worship the same God we do. But, you know, if we could help them understand who Jesus Christ is, we, we do that as well. Uh, and so, um, you know, there's many um, Christian... Um, missionaries that are out there that that's who they focus on is uh is people in some of the muslim nations and we're seeing a large conversion of people who come to know jesus as their messiah we've even talked to a um you know an, an author and a uh, a speaker that uh, was born muslim and was in the muslim brotherhood until he realized jesus is the messiah and then came to know jesus as his lord and savior so um anyway this all i'm saying is that the Jews are not our enemies, as no one is our enemy. We're trying to help everybody get to heaven. That's the whole thing about this gospel is we're supposed to preach it where, Vince? Into all the earth, right? And then the end will come. So it's for everybody. And so anyway, just to kind of clear those things up. And the whole thing about the Catholic Church, I think everybody kind of knows where we stand on that. You know? We've got many hours on that subject. Yes, sir. And there are some people that aren't going to agree with us, and yeah, that's fine. Absolutely. We're not mad at them. Um, so that's totally fine. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, Doug, you mentioned all the different people that we might have come in contact with, mm -hmm. and that's just going to continue. Yeah. God is going to connect us with people that some people are probably going to turn their nose up about. Right. You know, God is doing a work in our land in this hour mm -hmm. that's going to involve people that, you know, kind of like when he came the first time. Mm -hmm. There's no way Peter should have been deserving of being in that right. group. Yeah. There's no way Matthew should have been in that group, and on and on we can go. Yeah. But Jesus chose these people to turn the world upside down or right side up, however you want to look at it. <laughs> and we're just trying to continue that. Right. So don't be shocked when the Lord connects us with people that surprise you. And there's more to come in that regard, but we're coming up on a break, so I can't comment anymore. We have some open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. 
Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back to End Time. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Give us a call at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Don't forget that Understanding the End Time is releasing on End Time Plus exclusively right now. You go to endtime.com slash new. The first two episodes have already released, and each one will release every week on Sunday moving forward until they are completely out. So that's about 14 weeks worth. So be sure to go to endtime.com slash new. If you're already a subscriber to End Time Plus, it's free to you. If you're not, it can still be free to you because we're doing a free trial right now. You can try it for seven days if you go to endtime.com slash new and sign up there. Totally free. You can watch the first two, binge out on them, and, and I guess you'll make it to Sunday if you start today, and then you'll be able to watch the third episode as well. So go to endtime.com slash new. You can be the first to access understanding the end time as it releases there. All right, before the previous segment, we talked about how obviously Israel is turning 75. People are tracking this, saying that that was the beginning of the final generation before the second coming of Jesus. So you know, we questioned, did 1948 begin that last generation? Maybe it was 1967. We talked about that. And then will the rapture happen this year? We covered that in detail. Y'all know where we stand on that. Some of y'all don't agree with us. We love you still. We want you to be uh, on Team Jesus. That's the most right. important thing. <laughs> if you don't agree with us on when the rapture happens and you're on Team Jesus still, you know, we, we want to be friends with you and love you and all that. We, we are good. Um, and then, does the Bible say the world government will attack Israel? And it does say that. And it's interesting because as the, as the nation of Israel celebrates 75 years, um, for the first time, the UN has announced that they're going to host a, I don't know if I'm saying this right, Doug, so <laughs> I think you'll have to help me here, Nakba Day. I think that was pretty good. Um, which is what? What is Nakba Day? It is actually a day that they declare as uh, a catastrophe. Uh, the day that Israel was born. The Palestinian people, they are now part of the UN and they have pushed this and they want May 15th, the day after Israel, uh, the day after their anniversary, May 14th. On May 15th, they declare the Nakba Day. And so uh, that is the, it marks the birth of the state of Israel and uh, the Palestinians believe that their territory was then occupied by these oppressors, uh, the Jewish people. And so they have got it passed in the UN and there's gonna be a celebration for this day in the UN. So, so. so they're gonna have on May 14th, now I don't know if the UN will do this, but anyone who supports Israel is going to celebrate that they've uh, been a country again for 75 years, the day after the UN is going to have Nakba Day. Nakba mm -hmm. Day. Yeah. 
And I'll tell you something else. I'm seeing of mourning because of this very event. And and this is no surprise because we know that in the end time that the world government is going to come against Israel and Jerusalem. And the Battle of Armageddon is going to be fought over Jerusalem. So it's, it's no surprise to us. When we see this, we can see, okay, the tables are beginning to turn. But you know something else that's quite fascinating, and one of those things that you'll, you'll hear when we're on tour in Israel, is that the, the place that houses the UN in Israel, their headquarters in Israel, is on a hill that is called the Hill of Evil Council. Hmm. Yeah, how about that? That's they believe odd. that it's the hill that Judas went when he betrayed Jesus. So they didn't name it that hill after the UN occupied this? No, that's where the UN chose to put their headquarters, is on the hill of evil counsel. So, you know, that's, that's free. We'll just give you all that. Don't charge you nothing The whole for thing's it. free because of our <laughs> awesome partners. Right. By the way, if you want this to continue to be free, Go to endtime.com slash give and you can become a partner. It's because of our faithful partners that the End Time Show is free on the radio, television, online. Plus there's thousands of hours of content on endtime.com and watch.endtime.com. It's available to you absolutely free because of supporters like you. I think the average person gives about $50. And so if you would like to support uh, what is happening here in our relationship with Israel and our um, effort to explain current events through a lens of Bible prophecy, Join with us in a financial way by going to endtime.com slash give. And if the Lord is not leading you to give financially, that's okay. Please remember us in your prayers. We need you to pray for end time, all of our team here. Uh, we have a very heavy burden for what God has called us to do. And we need supernatural strength. We need supernatural wisdom. That won't come to us through your financial giving, which we certainly appreciate. But we need you to pray for us because above everything else, We've got to be operating, following God's Spirit as He's leading and guiding us to uh, navigate this end-time revival that's coming and helping as many people get on the board with Jesus and every, everything that has to do with His kingdom. So that's our cause here. And so support us at endtime.com slash give or remember to pray with us and yeah. for us. Absolutely. All uh, right, so the UN's not celebrating uh, 75 years. No, and, and doing this just kind of gives fuel to the fire for the Palestinian people. And, and so it's, it's a significant thing. But like I said, we know from Zechariah 14 that they, they are uh, going to come down against Israel. There's, there's one more thing I want to cover before we, we go to the, the calls again. Just real quick, because we mentioned this, and I want people to understand this that we talked about a generation that shall not pass, okay? That's in Matthew 24, uh, and it's, it says this generation shall not pass uh, until, this is verse 34, Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things must be fulfilled. So we know Jesus talked about a lot of things there, Vince. He talked about wars and rumors of wars. He talked about pestilence. He talked about um, earthquakes. He talked about the hearts of many grown cold, that sin would run amok. He talked about all this stuff, but there's a couple of things because those things have been going on since Jesus made that statement. Mm -hmm. But there's two things that haven't happened yet. And it relates back to the question we had a while ago about the final seven years. The two things that have not happened, and it's the generation that shall not pass that must see these two things. Right. So they're going to have to see these two things happen. And then that's the generation that's seen all these other things and then these two things. That's the abomination of desolation and that is the great tribulation. So we know 
that those two things have not happened yet. The generation that sees that along with all the other things that have happened, Jesus said, that generation shall not pass. And then he gives us an, a very good uh, explanation of something here. He says in Matthew 24, 29 through 31, he says immediately after the tribulation. So not only will that generation see the tribulation and the uh, abomination, desolation and the tribulation, but immediately after the tribulation of those days, they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory, and he'll send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet, and they'll gather together his elect. So that's what we're going to see. That's the generation that shall not pass, that sees those things happen. So I just want to clear that up before we go back to the phones real quick so that everybody sees, you know, we answered that question. Appreciate that. Okay. Also, if you're in agreement with praying for end time, like I was just talking about, let everybody know by commenting, pray for end time. We certainly need your prayers, like I said before, and we pray for you. Go to endtime.com contact. You can submit a prayer request there. We will call your name um, aloud in our team prayer that we have every morning together. And whatever your need is, we will mention it in our prayers. So uh, if you need someone to join with you in praying for a specific situation, we are happy to do that. Go to endtime.com contact. Complete the prayer request form there. All right, we're going back to the phones. Doug, mm -hmm. it's time for none other than the Joe Show. The Joe Show. All right, Joe, you're on. Welcome to the End Time Show. As always, you guys look beautiful. It is so nice. You like the plaid, huh? We both <laughs> got the plaid going on today. Terrific. Very cool, very cool. But uh, there's so much to comment, but I'm going to sound like a, <clears throat> excuse me, a broken record because I listen to the callers. I talk with Christians that I meet not too much lately because of my physical condition. I'm back in a place where um, I, I cannot walk too good. Mm. I have a problem with my left ankle, so for the next few days I'm gonna be confined to my bedroom. But uh, enough said about this old man. Here's the thing again. Everybody's got to take the Jerusalem Prophecy College. I listen to the callers, and I, lo I look on YouTube or the computer and some of these teachings. These, these brothers and sisters that have false teachings, it's just that they haven't spent as no enough time to read the scriptures. That's why we love Dr. Irvin Baxter. He put so much of his life and his teachings. But the Lord gave us the blueprint, and Irvin saw it. When you read Matthew 24, the Lord told us to understand the book of Daniel. And if you understand the book of Daniel, not just read it. you got to understand it. Then you understand the book of Re Revelation. But there's so much. Every, see, everything that is happening is all the pieces of the puzzle are falling together. If you look, anything you want to talk, talk about, the UN, the UN is evil. Let's, mm -hmm. let's call the truth. The UN is evil. Uh, you want to talk about Catholicism? I studied the history of Catholicism. Was, I was born and raised a beginning a Catholic. I studied the history of Catholicism, and that's evil. So let's not, you know, let's not mince words. Talk the truth. Holy Spirit will lead us to know the truth the more we devote ourselves being in the Word of God. But I believe, and everyone has heard me say this before, that believers who are born of the Spirit have Holy Spirit to teach us, but we got we gotta study, man. Because I listen to some of these callers, and they're and they're listening to some of these 
pineapples talking false teachings, and we have to prayerfully, like you said, prayer. We can't stop praying. I pray for you guys daily, you know, and I appreciate your prayers for me and my wife. You know, we're getting old and we have these health problems. But here's the bottom line. The Lord knows what he's doing. He has a perfect plan, and nothing, nothing is going to stop him from fulfilling his plan and his promises to us who are his kids. I love you, and I'm so proud of you. You guys are speaking the truth. Anybody that disagrees with the teachings of Irvin Baxter and End Time hasn't spent enough time in the Word of God. I love you, and I'll break off now because I can keep rambling, but you'll hear me say the same things over and over. Love the Lord Jesus, and uh, love everybody. The Lord told me recently, love everybody. I said, yeah, Lord, that's easier said than done because I'm a stubborn, dick-headed old guinea here in New York, and I'm fighting it. I'm fighting the fight of faith, and uh, I love you guys, and I'm very, very proud of the the work you guys do. Thank you, Joe. We love you, too, and we're praying for you guys, and we'll continue to do that. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you, Joe. Joe trying to get us to cry today? I, I What's guess. the deal? <laughs> that was rough there toward the end. <laughs> Always love when Joe calls the insight he brings, obviously an encourager. Mm-hmm. And so we appreciate Joe. Doug, we've got about a minute left here. Mm-hmm. How do we wrap a show like today up? Well, you know, I mean, I believe that... Um, like the Bible says, if we bless Israel, we're going to receive blessing. If we curse Israel, we'll be cursed. And uh, like I said, we love the Israeli people. We love, we love the Palestinian people. I mean, we've we've got friends that are Palestinians. We've we're going to go see some of our Palestinian friends. We're going to go into there. the Palestinian area. Yes, we are, and we love everybody. We want everybody to know the love of Jesus Christ and the sacrifice that He did for each and every one of us. And uh, so we just need to keep on keeping on, Vince. You know. I know. All right. Well, don't forget to go to endtime.com and watch.endtime.com. There's thousands of hours of content available for free for you to consume as much as you would like. Don't forget to go to endtime.com slash ABC and pre-order our foundational content, Understanding the End Time. When you do that today, you're going to get over $350 in bonus items for free. So go to endtime.com slash ABC or give us a call at 800 in time today. We will see you right back here tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central Time.